The following broadcast is a production of the Ministries of Marcus A. Kyler. We pray this message is both inspirational and transformational. For more information about Marcus, please visit MarcusAKyler.com. For more information about the communications consulting services he can provide for your ministry or nonprofit organization, please visit YourDigitalPastor.co. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Uh. Yeah. Look, I've had it all uh. and I've lost it all. Yeah. I've been at the mountaintop and I've been in the valley. But through it all, what I've come yeah. to realize more than anything is uh. that this church communications thing, this uh-huh. is my passion. And I'm here to use my passion to help you tell the greatest story that's ever been told, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I get it. You need a friend, a shepherd, to guide you through this ever-changing digital ministry landscape while delivering a dose of encouragement along the way. Well, I'm that guy. I'm your man, Marcus, and I am your digital pastor. Our verse of the week is coming from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter number 4, verses 35 through 41, from the English Standard Version. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the boat, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Verse 39, And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? And so I love this scripture and it is one that has uh, really resonated with me uh, just as I've been thinking about uh, where my life has gone over the past few weeks. But it's definitely something that has been relevant uh, all of 2019, um, I went through um, through a, a, a pretty big transition um, this year. Just not not to get detailed at all, but I'm um, going through a transition this year, and um, and I knew that what was coming up for me, um, you know, on the horizon, was going to necessitate that uh, some things happen for me in my life. And, um, I had begun to get, you know, really nervous and really anxious about some things just because, you know, I felt, you know, there were some things that needed to happen by a certain, um, point in time, uh, in order for me to uh, get the things that I wanted to get in order for me to have the, uh, the intended result that I wanted. Uh, unfortunately, now, those things did not happen uh, in the timetable that I wanted them to happen. And I know I'm talking in very, very vague terms right now. Um, but, you know, one day I will, you know, lay out the whole thing 
but that day is not today. Uh, but anyway, things weren't happening on my timetable and the way that I wanted them to, according to my will. And so because of that, I got anxious, you know, I got nervous about some things and, uh, re- you know, really got discouraged. But it wasn't until, you know, I decided, hey, you know what? Um, God is not moving uh, for me right now the way that I want him to. So I'm just going to have to calm down, realize that what I want is not what God wants right now. That, you know, what I would like to happen is, uh, you know, not in the will of God. Uh, for this season or maybe ever and uh, I have to uh, be content with where I am uh, at this point in time and really begin to look at uh, where I am right now as the gift for what it is and to truly uh, start to take a day-to-day approach to my life and learn exactly what I need to learn uh, every day and, 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 and take out of it what God wants me to take out of it so that um, I can really maximize what God is doing in this season. And, uh, and, and, and so this scripture is, is relevant to that because, uh, you know, Jesus was asleep while, you know, the storm was, was going on on the boat and everybody was tripping. Jesus was not tripping. And, it, and this is a scripture that I go back to from time to time, uh, with, with the message that, you know, we have to begin to adopt the posture of God when it comes to, uh, what is going on in our lives. You know, what, what, what is God doing? You know, how, how, how is God feeling about, you know, what it is that we're going through? Um, you know, how, uh, suddenly or not suddenly is God moving in your life right now? Because, you know, if God is starting to do things, uh, you know, suddenly and if doors are opening, you know, without you having to, uh, struggle and strain and to, try to make things happen on your own our doors our doors opening for you are things happening or you know it, it, it doesn't seem like you know nothing is really happening right now beyond you know where you are right now you know what, what's really going on what what how quickly or how slowly are things progressing and if things are progressing slowly then we really have to look at why and and really begin to look at the fact that uh, what we want just might not be what God wants and what God wants is most important and uh, the, the the sooner we come to that realization and the sooner we begin to take our hands off of things and res- the sooner we begin to adopt the posture of God uh, toward that which we're going through and really begin to say to our situation or not not to our situation but say to uh to our emotions with respect to the situation peace be still you know once we can get to that mentality uh, i think we can uh live lives of much greater peace of uh, much more tranquility and of a lot less anxiety uh, at least that was the case uh, for me. I know that there are people who uh, deal with anxiety on a uh, clinical level, on, on, a, on a level that uh, requires uh, therapy and medication. But, um, you know, I, I know that for me, um, my anxiousness is or my anxiety is uh, most pronounced when it just seems like I'm putting more than natural effort towards something that doesn't seem to be happening and uh the the sooner i can 
uh, begin to just, you know, sit back and let God do what he's going to do. No, still put the work in, still grind every day. But the sooner I can sit back and let God be God, um, the, the, the more peaceful uh, I become and the more I learn from day to day. I've learned so much. Uh, I learn so much now each and every day. Uh, and, and I look at things so much differently and I appreciate, you know, each part of life and each stage of life now uh, because I've taken that mentality and because I've taken the posture of God. So I just want to encourage you today. Take the posture of God toward that which you're going through right now and watch God move, uh, not just in your situation, but in your heart and in your emotions and in your mentality as well. God bless. Y'all know me. I'm always playing, tinkering around with stuff. Y'all know I love my tools, my digital tools. Well, here's the tool of the week. So my tool of the week is a podcast. And it's a podcast by my man, Brian Fanzo. That's I, the letter I, social fans. And fans is F-A-N-Z, I, social fans on just about every platform uh, out there and uh, his pa- his podcast is called uh, the FOMO fans fear of missing out FOMO fans uh, podcast and uh, it, it's not a Christian podcast uh, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, church communications but um, it it is it is just you know a social media podcast and 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 more along the business uh, end of it but uh, he's like super casual in uh, how he presents his information uh, you know he, he he picks a topic and he just kind of dives in and uh, he doesn't have any kind of script or format man he just starts talking and just he just goes in and, and I love it because uh, he's super conversational you know what I'm saying like when he really gets talking about something and, and really just goes into the weeds about it uh, you know, he can he can uh, he can just go, man. Like and he barely even breathes on his podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, when, once he starts talking, he's just in. And, and, and I love it. And he talks really fast. And so if you listen to it on 2X, which I listen to uh, almost every podcast, except a few on 2X, then. Um, you know, you, you, you might need to catch yourself, uh, rewinding, uh, 10 or 20 seconds, uh, sometimes because, uh, you know, he'll, he'll drop some nuggets or he'll share some tools. He's always sharing tools. And that's why I wanted to share the podcast this week. But, uh, you know, he just talks so fast that sometimes you'll miss it and you'll have to go back to it. But I wanted to share the podcast because, uh, on, uh, his most recent episode, he's talking about, uh, he's talking about video. Uh, Brian Fanzo really came into, uh, really came into his own and, and, and really uh, got his name out there because uh, when the uh, live mobile video uh, craze started with, uh, with with Meerkat and then uh, Periscope and then uh, and then a few others, uh, uh, many of which are, aren't, aren't even here anymore, but. When the whole mobile video thing started, uh, uh, Fanzo was on the leading edge of that, and and that's really how he 
you know, really got his brand out there and really built his business off of that. And so, uh, but, but, you know, like we say, there's levels to this, there's really levels to this uh, video thing. And he talks about uh, the tools that he uses and he talks about his purposes for, for different types of video. You know, if you, if you have your, your live video or, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, what you use video for on LinkedIn, as opposed to, you know, what you may use uh, video for on, on, on Twitter or uh, on Instagram or what you use your video for uh, uh, on Snapchat or, or Instagram stories or, you know, what you use your video for on Facebook. And, and um, he presents a lot of nuance as far as, you know, how you uh, use produced video and how you use live video in, in, in a lot of different formats. And so I, I think it's, uh, you know, really good insight uh, from somebody who has built his business off of video. And I think it's a really good listen. And, and also he shares a lot of the tools that he uses uh, uh, when he uh, does his video uh, tools for uh, uh, editing new video tools for uh, transcribing the video and just a lot of different tools man just drop he just dropped tool after tool after tool and uh, I, I found myself saving the video because I know I'm gonna or saving the podcast I should say because I know I'm gonna be going back to it uh, from time to time and, uh, and, and and implementing some things into uh, in, in, into what I do and so that, that is my tool tool of the week the uh, I, uh, I the FOMO fans uh, podcast from uh, I social fans as Brian Fanzo uh, I social fans all over the web so uh, prayerfully uh, you can listen and uh, that will bless you come on y'all let's get to the money and now for our feature presentation Episode number 26 of the Your Digital Pastor podcast. So excited to be with you all for another week. Um, talking about uh, this week, five fundamental principles of church communications. The five fundamental principles of church communications. And uh, actually, if you've been following the podcast for a little while, or if you uh, go back in the podcast feed a little bit, you will see that um, I have covered this topic before. And uh, I, when I uh, planned to talk about this, I didn't realize it until um, well after I had planned to talk about this, that I had actually talked about it before. And uh, I just felt like it was important to bring uh, the topic back up uh, just because uh, you know I, and I'll say it every week until we um, uh, 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 until we start to get some movement in this area that I want to bring church communications the study of church communications to seminary and so uh, you know you have to be able to teach it not just from a uh, you know, here's how you you know post on Facebook, and here's how you post on Instagram, and here's uh, you know what you do. And I find that a lot of the churches that I work with personally, uh, you know, when they when they say that they need a consultant and they say that they want help, uh, you know, that's what they're talking about. They talk about how uh, you know they just want help with you know wanting to do this or how how do you do this, how do you do that, without understanding why it is that uh, you do what you do and, and no strategy behind what they're doing uh, you 
know no insight about the tactics and you know just no true uh, theoretical understanding no principles and so if you're going to teach uh, church communications if, if, if you're going to uh, have instruction you know that, that that people actually sit and take notes from and and and, and use and apply then you're going to have to come f- from it not just from a um, uh, not just from an execution standpoint not just from a, a, a praxis standpoint but you're gonna have to step back and look at it from a theor- uh, theoretical and a, a principles based standpoint as well and so that's why uh, I wanted to bring uh, this particular topic back up and I know that that's something that you know as we do uh, start to get church communications education going in seminary that uh, we're, we're, we're going to begin to uh, to talk about these principles these are fundamental principles and these are principles that we're going to be talking about for years to come um, as we continue to uh, move forward um, you know deeper into the 21st century and deeper into uh, you know just where we are right now in this uh, digital ministry landscape and so uh and, and 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 also i want to uh preface uh this uh these five principles uh, by saying that they they are inspired by uh, my man brady shearer and the pro church tools uh podcast uh th- these are principles that he talks about all the time uh, brady shearer he, he he talks about and and the thing about it is he's never organized this um He's never organized these principles into a, a single piece of content, but these are just things that he talks about uh, over and over again uh, in his content. And uh, I didn't even realize that he was, uh, you know, really articulating fundamental principles. And I didn't even realize that you could, uh, you know, put them into a you know top five list which is uh our format right now as a podcast but i didn't realize that until i uh, gave a presentation on digital ministry uh, last year at ashland theological seminary uh the detroit campus of the seminary uh, which is uh, my alma mater where i got my uh, master of divinity i did not realize just how you know fundamental these principles were until i was asked to talk about them uh during the workshop i was asked to uh facilitate a conversation uh about basically a case study or a fictional scenario where i had to i had to come up with a story and 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 come up with questions about that story and and, and, and the topic that I came up with, the the, uh, the scenario that I came up with, that I was facilitating uh, the, the the class through, was a situation where uh, you had a pastor who had been at church for a period of time, and um, you know had grown for a long time, but over the past several years had uh, experienced some uh, stagnation as far as numerical growth was concerned, and uh, this pastor she needed to. Uh, you know, she she needed to find ways to uh, boost attendance and, and, and get people, uh, get, you know, get people to church and and to build some momentum and some excitement uh, back into the ministry and to to infuse to to create room to infuse uh, the spirit of God back into the ministry in a way that was going to. 
uh, encourage growth and, and encourage people to uh, take part in that growth. And so uh, they needed to uh, th- this uh, fictional pastor uh, recognized that she needed to uh, really begin to invest in uh, social media in digital marketing for ministry and really needed to hire a uh, director of communications but uh, she was strapped as far as uh, budgetary uh, concerns were and uh, and she was struggling to get the kind of buy-in that she felt she needed in order to have uh, the church budgetary dollars uh, allocated for the purpose of bringing somebody in and bringing a uh, an expert uh, to come in and uh, to lead the social uh, to to lead the church communications ministry uh, at the church, and so that was the fictional scenario I was using, and then I had some questions uh, based on uh, that scenario that I wanted to uh, you know lead the class through, and so that's what the the workshop was about. And then in talking about it, uh, the uh, the facilitator of uh, the entire program that I was coming in to to do my workshop for, uh, you know, he asked me to give a little bit of background about who I was and 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 background about why church communications was even important in the first place. And that's where these five principles came from, uh, because I I didn't even realize uh, just how uh, again just how fundamental these principles were until I was asked to talk about uh, church communications and, and give. Uh, you know, really a a, a bird's eye, thirty thousand foot view uh, of the discipline of church communications and why it's important uh, for the local church and how it impacts uh, and enhances ministry. And and so as I was talking, uh, these five principles came out, and as they came out of my mouth, uh, I, I began to realize later on that uh, these are things that Brady Shearer uh, has been talking about all the time. On his podcast And so um, and, and, and so You know when I did this last year uh, I did a post about it And I did a, a A LinkedIn blog article about it And And um, Did a Did a podcast About it But I wanted to uh, I wanted to do one again I wanted to update it For uh, 2019 For this season that we're in right now Of uh, The podcast so once again, the five fundamental principles of church communications and uh, the first principle and uh, the, 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 the most important, the most fundamental one of all these fundamental principles right away is to seize the 167. Uh, and, and this is uh, the core uh, motto of uh, Pro Tools, putting you in position with tools and strategies to help uh, help you seize uh, the 167 uh, as a ministry. And so what that just means is uh, out of the 168 hours of your week, uh, the typical believer, uh, you, you only spend about an hour of those 168 uh, at a weekly uh, worship gathering and uh, maybe two to three hours in, in, in most black churches. <laughs> but but uh, you, you are spending between uh, 164 or, or 165 and 167 or 164 between 164 and 167 hours uh, of your week are spent outside 
of a church gathering. And so uh, we're, we're doing our ministries a, a severe disservice uh, if we're focusing all of our energy, all of our attention, all of our programming and all of our messaging uh, just on the Sunday experience uh, to the detriment of uh, every other entity or, or, or to the to the detriment of our ministry by allowing every other ministry uh, or, or not every other ministry, but every other entity and, and, and every other uh, organization that has any kind of online presence to uh, dominate the attention zeitgeist uh, during uh, the rest of uh, the week. And so if we are only uh, communicating about Sunday and if we're only posting on Sunday, then, uh, you know, we're not going to be relevant. We're not going to be as relevant as we need to because, uh, you know, we are not talking about any other day of the week and we're and we're not. Uh, relevant on any other day of the week except Sunday and we're not, we are not being as effective as we need to be uh, if that's the case uh, the second principle the second fundamental principle of church communications is that we are telling the greatest story that has ever been told uh, we are telling the greatest story that's ever been told and and uh, I, I know I covered this last week but uh, just uh, we we are stewards of of the story of uh, uh, of Jesus Christ, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are stewards of that story, and and um, and if we are stewarding what we need to be, uh, if we are stewarding this story properly, then uh, then what we're doing is we are being relentless in researching, and testing, and and developing uh, creative strategies in order to tell that story because our story is so important. The gospel is too important. Uh, to be romantic and, and, and to be sticklers about uh, the tools and tactics that we used to love uh, that are no longer uh, relevant or effective. So, you know, and, and just because something is old doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. If it's still effective, it's still effective. But if there's something that, that we're doing uh, as a strategy, as a tactic that had more relevance uh, to the current church landscape, uh, if there was something that, that had more refer more uh, more relevance uh, 10 to 20 years ago, then uh, we need to consider that uh, in our efforts. And so uh, when we're telling the greatest story that's ever been told, we are relentless. We are relentless about uh, about innovation because it's that greatest story and we should and we, and we should have a sense of urgency about uh, making sure that we put uh, the gospel in the ear of everybody uh, in the context in which they want to hear it. So the third fundamental principle of church communications is that we are experiencing the greatest communication shift in 500 years. 500 years. And so much in the same way that the printing press uh, made print available to the masses, uh, not just the elite, uh, the, the internet has basically democratized uh, the distribution of media uh, by uh, re removing the gatekeepers and allowing anybody with a message uh, to, to anybody with a, uh, with a voice, any, anybody with the ability to speak or write, uh, to have his or her voice heard. And that's a that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You've taken uh, the, the, the middleman out of the way uh, in order for um you know, in, in, in order for you to get your message out, nobody has to decide, uh, you know, whether or not you are uh, worthy or whether or not your message is uh, attractive enough. 
you have the same access to these digital tools as, as the professionals have and, and so it's just all about the quality of your message and a lot of times it's not even necessarily about um, the quality of the delivery uh, of that message or the medium in which you use because uh, you know grainy videos uh, a, a lot of times do very very well and that's because they have uh, a, 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 a powerful and impactful message and so uh, you know because we're community we, we are experiencing uh, this shift it has uh, dramatically changed everything and, and it's given us uh, it's given us the ability uh, like never before uh, and, and it's uh, pr- created a mandate for us to uh, you know be as creative and effective uh, in our use of these communications channels as uh, possible uh, you know the the, the printing press uh, made reading it made it uh, it made reading uh, valuable or uh, more accessible for those who uh, were not elite those who were not rich it made reading available for them it, it wasn't something uh, that was uh, was was not accessible anymore and uh, you know the internet has made media uh, accessible and I'm so very thankful for that because uh, you, you can just Think about how many people uh, or how many uh, messages or, or, or how many entities you uh, come across on a, on a daily or weekly basis that you would have no idea about if uh, there were no social media. So uh, that's that's one of my favorite, favorite things about social media is uh, just the, the, the possibilities for uh, distribution. And so the fourth fundamental principle of church communications is that uh is that the greatest commodity a church can possess is attention the greatest commodity a church can possess is attention and um and, and this is important because uh just just far more than than, than money or facilities or uh you know having a strong worship a strong worship team or or uh e- even more than than dynamic print dynamic preaching uh, attention attention is a ministry's most valuable asset and uh it, it is that that attention is because of that attention and it is with that intention that that we have uh, the the opening that we need we have the, uh, the the opportunity that we need to preach the gospel and to tell this greatest story that's ever been told uh whatever we have to do to get that attention uh you know we we, we get it and because we value it because we know uh, what kind of impact we can make once we have that attention and so that's why I feel like we, we have to take Life Church's uh, approach. Uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle, he'll, he'll say it all the time. Well, you know, we, we have to take that approach and, 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 and basically just say, you know, we're going to pursue everything short of sin, everything short of sin in order to get the people's attention and, and reach them with the gospel. And, you know, we have a mandate to do this uh, because uh, attention is our greatest commodity. And once we can get that attention, you know, we, we have to know what to do with it. We have to know who to exalt with that attention. We have to know who to glorify with that attention. And we have to have the proper tools in place uh, in order to, to, to do that glorifying, uh, to get that attention. And, and, and you know, once we have that attention and, and once we've gotten our message out, out there, you know, what kind of result are we looking for and how are we going to build on that result and how are we going to impact our community based on that result? 
people attention it's the greatest commodity that's the fourth principle and so in the fifth and final principle fundamental principle of church communications is that the best way to grab this attention that we just talked about is through story the best way to grab attention is through story stories grab attention stories compel stories spark action y'all uh, th- that's why jesus used them so frequently to to, to teach us uh heavenly principles through parables and, and he used these parables constantly to communicate uh w- what he needed the people to understand in the context in which they could understand it uh so that they could make different decisions uh r- regarding how they thought and 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 how they uh viewed the world and and, and how they lived their lives uh, they needed to make different decisions and, and, and Jesus wanted them to uh, you know, consider and reconsider, wanted them to to to, to really uh, begin to think about uh, their lives and, and, and really make changes you know, based off of uh, the teachings that he was providing. And these teaching these teachings were were were, were in context of uh, you know, what they had experienced and, 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 and what was important uh, to them. And it, it was it was in that context that Jesus was able to drive these points home. It, it wasn't just Jesus, um, you know, just just uh, spewing out a bunch of. Uh, I won't say spewing out, but it it wasn't just Jesus just 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 saying a bunch of uh, do's and do nots from on high. You know, Jesus uh, told these stories because he wanted to identify uh, with them. Uh, you know culturally and he he wanted to do these things uh, so that and he wanted to say these things so that people could could, could truly understand because you're going to understand better uh, through a story because you see yourself in a story and you know, when, when you hear somebody telling a story and they're telling it effectively you know you put yourself in that story and then you begin to think about you know what you would do in that situation or what you would not do when you and and and, and you you know totally immerse yourself in that experience that the story is effective and you know when you totally immerse yourself you begin to take ownership of the principle that's being taught there because it impacted you uh, in in such a way and so we have to be tight with our storytelling that's why uh you know that comes up in preaching classes is you know, just having the ability to uh tell a good story and, and to work it into uh, the preaching experience uh, much in the same way we have to do that with the content that we are uh, are moved to uh, produce on a weekly basis and so those are the five uh, fundamental principles of church communications uh, number one we seize the 167 uh, number two we are telling the greatest story that's ever been told Number three, we are experiencing the greatest communication shift in 500 years. And number four, uh, we the, the greatest commodity a church can possess is attention. And number five, uh, the best way to get that attention is through story. And so these 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 are your five uh, principles, and, and 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 these are principles that are going to be relevant. Um, you know, no, no matter what, and, and these are going to be, you know, the building blocks upon which we build a robust church communications curriculum for, uh, you know, for seminaries. And I'm just excited. I'm truly excited to see how we can uh, build on this for uh, the future. And it's going to be, 
uh, it's going to be awesome just to see uh, church communications, uh, the, the, the study of it, the teaching of it, uh, just continue to grow uh, over the years. Because I, I truly believe it's time uh, for us to, to provide uh, this education on uh, this level. And I want to uh, have a front row seat. And uh, in, in, in seeing it happen and, and, and helping it uh, be implemented implemented in the academy, uh, in the seminaries, uh, ATS accredited seminaries, uh, accredited seminaries, not us seminaries, <laughs> but uh, accredited uh, ATS accredited seminaries uh, all across the globe. And so uh, I just pray that these are principles that we can consider and reconsider uh, in our church uh, communications efforts. Before we go, I want to leave you with a few moments of inspiration. So the National Basketball Association has a China problem and that problem looked like it was starting to die down just a little bit, but it has just been uh, tamped back up, just been exacerbated by its most recognizable athlete and uh, one of the world's most recognizable icons in LeBron James. And I'm not going to rehash uh, specifically what he said and I'm not going to rehash uh, specifically what uh, Rockets general manager Daryl Morey said to uh, get this whole uh, conflict started in the first place uh, but what I will say is this and, and this is what I want to uh, encourage you on uh, for this week if we think about who LeBron James is and um, how influential he is and has been uh, throughout his career. We think about him as a global icon. We think about uh, the difference that he has made on the floor and off the floor. Uh, when you are somebody with the stature of a LeBron James, uh, then what happens is that uh, people look to you, and especially uh, one who has uh, not shied away from the microphone uh, before when it comes to uh, speaking uh, publicly, on uh, specific issues uh, when you are somebody like that when you are somebody who has that kind of stature uh, what can begin to happen uh, is that people can start to look to you anytime something happens people look to you to uh, figure out exactly uh, you know what you're trying to say or they, they want your input on it or, or, or they want uh, your leadership on it uh, leadership from a standpoint of um, you know making comments and having those comments set the tone for um, you know what the public sentiment uh, is or may be and uh, you know how people are going to think about something and and, and where they're going to take it uh, I uh, you know we and, and, and anybody who is listening to this podcast most likely you're never going to uh, be somebody who is of the stature of uh, a LeBron James and that's fine but in your sphere of influence, uh, you may be somebody who is looked to uh, to make comments. You may be somebody who is looked to to provide leadership 
um, in your uh, smaller sphere of influence. You may be somebody who feels like you're under pressure to make comments about something. Uh, I, I want to encourage you and 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 ho- and hope and pray that you uh, don't succumb to that pressure. Uh, I, I I don't want you to feel that you have to uh, say something. Uh, just because people are looking to you to say something and uh, I'm not defending uh, anything that LeBron James uh, said that has been uh, widely criticized I'm not defending him at all but what I am defending is is the fact that I can only imagine that LeBron must have felt some kind of pressure to say something uh, about uh, about what was going on with uh, the NBA in China uh, and, and you can look that up if you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about uh, you know because people are always looking to him he's an icon he's somebody that, uh, that 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 people uh, have come to admire for uh, not just what he has done on the basketball court, but what he has done off the basketball court. And when people are looking to you, and and, and when the public sentiment. Uh, in large part is in your favor you can feel pressure to be to feel like you have to weigh in on something and when you feel like you have to weigh in on something then you can weigh in on things that maybe you might not want to weigh in on and then you can end up finding yourself in more trouble for weighing in on something than uh, than than just sitting this one out and sometimes uh, you you have to use your influence not just to speak to certain situations, but to know when not to speak to certain situations, and uh, you know when to insert yourself into uh, the dialogue, into the conversation, and then when to sit it out. And there's nothing wrong with sitting it out. There's nothing wrong with a no comment. A no comment can be powerful. A no comment is is, is prudent, but a no comment is also wise at certain points in time. And and if you are listening to this podcast and you feel that you are a person that people constantly look to uh, uh, for uh, viewpoints and for guidance on certain things, um, you know, don't feel pressure if you feel like you don't have anything substantive to add to a conversation or if you feel like your guidance at a certain point in time may not be uh, the best for that particular situation. Don't feel pressure because when you uh, acquiesce to that pressure, you might end up saying something and you might end up doing something uh, that might have great intentions but might not have the greatest outcome and then you could end up uh, causing more damage by inserting yourself than you would in uh, in not inserting yourself. And so I just want to encourage somebody today don't acquiesce to the pressure people look to you and you can provide leadership uh, by talking and you can provide leadership by uh, not talking Uh, just concentrate and just focus on being consistent and being who you are and and you know when situations uh, come about when you feel pressured if you don't acquiesce to that pressure uh, and and you stay in who you are and you stay comfortable in who you are uh, then I think you'll find yourself on uh, the right side of conversations and on the right side of history and on the right side of the people that uh, God has caused you to influence so I pray that that blesses you Thank you for listening to Your Digital Pastor. Until next time, be encouraged and be empowered.